0: Anastasia's childhood home has been her playground and source of artistic inspiration. With her classical background in arts, metal sculptures coupled with her love for nature and desire to create handmade invitation and gifts for her mom, she transitioned beautifully to the botanical illustrator she is today. In this episode, we talked about studying classical art discipline as a foundation, learning the basic techniques of painting, sketching, and drawing, experiencing the best of both worlds as an artist and an art gallery manager, investing in learning and finding the courage to go through detours and pursuing her passion and staying on the course to live the artist's life. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at etcherlab.com. Hey, this is Jesse and I'm an artist and studio host for Etra Lab. We believe in your power to create. So we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. So join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the
1: podcast classical um, art education. So before moving to France, I used to live in Russia where I studied fine arts mm-hmm. and my specialization was applied arts and especially metal sculpture. Okay. <laughs> so that's what, that's where metal comes from, <laughs> exactly. It, the art education in Russia is very, I would say, classical. So I used to study painting, sculpture, drawing. So all the classical disciplines um, with the focus on the metal, which I never touched since I finished my studies, by the way. So I really found out that it's not really my thing, you know. But I was always passionate about painting. Like one of my favorite classes was painting classes. Um, And um, I think studying in this classical way really helped me to, to get the base, like the, mm-hmm. really the basic like techniques of painting and sketching and um, drawing, which I think is really, really important for any kind of artist um, So I'm really grateful for that. Um, and after my studies, I decided to change a little bit, but it, because I was also passionate about the art history, um, and I decided to do a master in Paris, France, um, in contemporary art management and art history, <laughs> wow. and um, that was fun. Yeah, so I used, so I lived, um, I moved to Paris, where I stayed for three years, mm-hmm. and um, my art project was kind of uh, moved to the side, you know, because I was really concentrated into uh, getting experience in the art management field and everything. And then, um, well, a bit of a personal stuff happened because I met my husband and we moved to Italy. After three years in Paris, we decided to, to change basically. And we moved here. And um, before moving, I was working in our gallery as um, a gallery manager manager. And um, yeah, so nothing to see whether uh, drawing, you know, creative stuff, <laughs> nothing like that. So after moving here, um, I knew that I live in the south of Italy now. Um, There's nothing related to art here, like I mean, in terms of of job opportunities. (laughs) So I was pretty conscious that there's no way I will try to find a normal job here. And I just told myself, well, I will try to pursue my passion and I will see where it will bring me. and I was always passionate about nature, as you can see on my Instagram, of course, and uh, nature and illustration. So I like botanical illustration, um, illustrating plants and animals. That was something that I really liked um, in the in the art school as well. And so I decided why not? I will choose this kind of niche mm-hmm. and uh, I will see how it goes. <laughs> And yes, yeah, so I first started as a botanical artist. So um, I found like a huge community on Instagram of other artists that I really admire. And I started to follow them. I started to take classes. I started to just to do a lot of practice, basically drawing, painting every day. Um, yeah, that's how it all started. <laughs> Thank you,
0: Sasia, um, for sharing that history of how you started and you mentioned about the classical way of studying art back in Russia which helped you develop your style and I think that's very interesting but somehow from metal and stone your major is
1: yes like metal sculpting yes exactly so (laughs) I know several techniques, you know, like making sculptures with metal. (laughs) I mean, it's fun and uh, it's it's really fun. I used to make jewelry, you know, and like plates with metal and like lamps, you know, all kinds of objects. So basically applied like decorative arts, which is really nice. But I just don't imagine myself with a hammer like and stuff for my whole life, you know. (laughs) Funny because we, we we have some sort of the same background. I started electronics um,
0: technology in college, and it involved creating um, like working with metals, metal sheets. So I created a, mm-hmm. a, like a disc organizer and there are other stuff, not jewelry, like the one that you that you did. But I I realized that it wasn't for me. That wasn't something that I would like. That I would you know see myself doing. So you switched to you decided to pursue art further by going to and doing your master's to art management which is another layer another shift from what you studied and back in russia exactly what was the 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 decision or the thought
1: process into making that decision to pursue art management i mean it's uh, first first of all i wanted to pursue arts in france because i really like France was in my mind because I, I spoke French before I used to study French and I was dreaming to to move to France mm-hmm. and in the beginning it was I, I wanted actually to to apply for an art school there and um, I failed the exam um, and the next year I, I was about to try it again but then my parents mainly my mother she was kind of trying to you know to to push my focus towards something else because you know it's always the same story your parents like rarely want you to become an artist you know like same old story so i was okay with that you know because i I was really passionate about the art history and um i thought why not i thought maybe i can be like a curator or something like that yes i was lucky enough to be accepted to this uh, art management school and uh, during my stay in France, I was still drawing, like sketching and stuff, but not regularly. It was like some, like a hobby, more of a hobby. So it was interesting to be, like, to see, you know, the art, like artists from the other side, because I was a, ga- a gallery manager. Right. And I used to, you know, I used to talk to the to artists who were like getting inside of the gallery, asking me like if there was a chance for them to be exposed, to be exhibited and stuff like that. So it was interesting to like to find myself on the other side, you know, <laughs> for me, like the, these three years of art management really um, made me come back to art. Like it was not it was like something natural, you know, everything started when um I started to prepare my marriage, actually. (laughs) Like, just for fun, I will, like, illustrate invitations, you know, invitations for my marriage. And I had lots of fun doing this project. I mean, uh, it was, like, it it was quite challenging because I I thought it would be easier. (laughs) But this project really made me um, start, like, something creative, you know, after this long period of not doing anything creative at all. And it made me like believe in myself, like, you know, I still can draw. I still can paint like I was having fun doing it. And I thought, like, why not? And after moving to to Italy, um, it was not like the next day I was about to to have an Instagram page and like posting every day. It was like step by step thing, you know, because when I just moved here, I was kind of looking around like, what can I do? Like uh, I did a present for my mother. And she was about to turn 50, and uh, I really wanted to give her something special, just try to make something with my hands. And um, she was celebrating her birthday in Poland, and uh, and it was the period of uh, blooming of tulips Tulips. in in tulips, yes, in April. So I decided that I will paint uh, 50 tulips for her, (laughs) yes, and I will. Yes, I had like a but I have a like a whole uh, luggage full of paintings because I, I also framed it by myself and everything, and I brought it to her, and that's when I started to um, uh, to be curious about botanical painting because like you know fifty tulips, <laughs> yeah, <You> know, like, <laughs> that is a lot. I had a, 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 that's a lot yes I had about a month to to finish this thing so I was like okay I really need to like you know to get into botanical paintings to to be able to finish these 50 tulips so and she was really happy about about the present so that's (laughs) that's a good totally worth it yeah totally worth it you know and then after this um this experience I was like really like I really enjoyed it like I thought why not like botanical painting it's it's I really like you know like the vintage feel of it because Mm -hmm. like the vintage books you know like the vintage botanical books and stuff and like all the vintage aesthetics um it's something I really like as well
0: I just had a lot of fun listening to your story especially the the story about your mom's birthday the fifty two (laughs) lives that was really hard work and I'm sure she be oh, yeah. every, every piece of, of your paintings. So just going back quickly, Anastasia, well, with the art management, I really like the, the part when you said that you, <laughs> though it wasn't something that you really wanted, but it gave you an opportunity to, to see the other side of being an artist, or the other side of the, the art world, wherein... See how all of these artists—you you get to interview them, and yeah. at some point you you thought, oh, maybe I could be a curator. I've always wanted to work in a in a museum, in a gallery. What I've gathered from your story is that when art, when it's really your passion and your that's your purpose, it will come back to you and it will find yeah. you. And I'm reminded when you make when you made that gift for your mom, and there is this book that I was reading. Keep going. Oh. And he talked about make gifts keep making gifts and uh, it doesn't have, you don't need to create something that would automatically be uh, a source of income or another stream of income. But what you did was first your wedding invitation and you're like, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then your mom's gifts. So going through that process and then what have you learned within that journey of transitions and detours, I
1: would say, that made you the artist that you are right now i think the most important thing is like never be afraid of trying stuff i think um like as a child like i never knew what 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 am i want to do like what do i want to do as an adult and that's why like i just started to try stuff like because Mm -hmm. i don't i i i don't know any other like possibility to understand what do you want because like if you don't try it, you know? So at least when you try and you see you don't like it, well, that's that's a win already because you know, okay, this is not mine, something else, I will find something else, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm still figuring out where all these experiences will bring me because I still work as a gallery manager actually from like in a remotely, but I actually work mm-hmm. for, for a gallery from, um, from States. I'm still there like you know I'm still yeah. okay <laughs> on the both sides you know but it's really different like, it's really different because what I do is illustration it's like traditional art mm-hmm. and detailed illustrations like um, the gallery I work for they do conceptual contemporary art which so
0: I- those two are very different but at the same time you get to live in you know get the best of both worlds I would say of doing exactly. the other side of it and you just need to be able to find the balance. I so say, just hearing from your story, what I love about it is that you continue to invest in yourself, but at the same time, you continue to push and press on what, the things that you really want to do. When you constantly mention that you lived okay, in town again, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you spent a lot of um, your childhood days over there, and where you were exposed to nature, would you say that that would be your greatest influence? Why you fell in love with botanical illustration?
1: Yes, I think so. Um, and the, the reason why I chose to focus on nature is because in Paris, like the main thing that I was missing is nature. Like it's an yeah. amazing city that gives you tons of opportunities, but there's no nature there. True. True. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like my, my, my lunch pause, I was like trying to find like, you know, a park or a place to, to have lunch surrounded by, by, by trees, you know, but it oh. was difficult yeah like yeah and this forest that you often see in my pictures on instagram yeah. this yeah. is where i grew up so my parents have a house there wow. and uh, i used to go there every summer so like this is my forest you know I, I really know each piece of this forest and um every time i get back there it's like magic you know this is like one of the place on earth where like when i'm there I'm I'm happy. When I was a kid, like nature was something really, really important to me, like, um, yeah, like it was, I was always curious about nature, about plants, animals, like everything. And I think that's something that is really like inside of me, like I'm, this is not, I, I didn't like, you know, this is not by experience that I understood this, like this was, this thing was always with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. And that's why when I found out that illustration is what I want to do, it was like very natural, you know, to to get concentrated on nature. But like, I didn't do it on purpose, you know, because before, like when I was studying arts, I really enjoyed making portraits and the landscapes and all different kinds of uh, of things. Mm -hmm. But as you say, if you do not concentrate on something it's it's difficult to find your own way you know your
0: style you mentioned that you've started with portraits as well you tried portraits as well but your heart is really with botanicals because like what you said it's always been there I mean growing up and being surrounded by nature living very close to the forest like what you said I, I saw some of your photos where your mom took one of your shots um yeah. a photographer for that day but it um, was the last time that you were there
1: um it was about like five months ago maybe Ah, okay okay yeah, it was it was actually during the pandemic but and then it was difficult to come back home but i managed to do it because i'm a russian citizen still so it was it was possible okay <laughs> and okay. um yeah, so it was about five months ago, I think.
0: Okay, so that's, that's still recent. I mean, growing up in that place, that must be so magical. I think you mentioned magic earlier uh, in yeah. your statements. And I can just imagine being there and knowing every nook and corner of that forest. And now being able to really, even though you're not there, draw from memory and capture it through your illustrations, That
1: that, that is just simply... Yes. I have tons of references too, you know, because yeah. each time I go there, I'm like taking thousands of pictures of everything I see. <laughs> and, you know, like I have stuff to draw for years, but I still keep <laughs> taking pictures just because I was like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Like these mushrooms. Oh, my God. I have like tons of yeah, I saw. I saw the All photos of the of mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. And they were like, it's very up close. And sometimes you just don't
0: get to see them that close. And you don't get to appreciate them, but when you capture them and then paint them, it's like an entirely different perspective altogether. And I think that's the beauty of illustrations as well. Is is that the style
1: that you started with, the very the realistic, and then the colors that are vibrant? Yeah, I think the like my realistic style is. I think it's related to the classical education because obviously you need to draw realistically. Yes. There. And I, I, um, I, was okay. I was okay with that. Um, and uh, I just, yeah, I was inspired by the old like 18th century illustrations, botanical illustrations, and uh, like in these old books. And I really liked this like style. Like, you know, it's realistic, but at the same time, you can see that this is an illustration. Like, this is not a photorealistic, mm-hmm. um, not a photorealist illustration. And um, that's what I was trying to, like, imitate in the beginning. Um, and then at the end, like, I, I, I really like one Russian artist, botanical artist. Her name is Svetlana Lancey. She's, like, really, she was my top botanical artist. And I used to take a lot of her online classes. And she's on Instagram, too. So I was following, like, all of her you know, uh, directs on Instagram to see how she paints. And I learned like a lot from her, um, and, like in terms of technique and um, like everything. But she's really into like hyper-realist um, illustration. And at a certain point, I I realized that um, this is not what I want to to express, you know? I don't want like my stuff to be like a photo, but hers is not as well. But I mean, she she's trying to achieve as much realism as she can, but I think in my illustrations I try to to do something else. I don't know. Uh, there's one more artist that I really um, love. Her name is Saga Maria, um, and she's from Sweden. Um, and she like she has this style that, that is realistic, but at the same time it's also decorative. Um, and um yes i was inspired by her a lot as well but basically it's like you know when you paint you you, you don't think like you just your hand does it for you so <laughs> True. Uh, sometimes yeah. what i end up with is just like because you know my hand can do this so that's why. <laughs> Maybe in the future, like I will be up to something else, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will, we will see that definitely, but
0: I, I think I saw that post where, and you mentioned some of the artists that you're inspired by, and I did check on them as well. And they're really, really great artists as well. Like what you said, very realistic, speaking of like following artists, this is also a common question that people would ask when they're starting. Would you say it's a good advice to copy first from someone that you're like a specific style that someone is using or an artist, like a seasoned artist and start out with that style instead of like drawing and drawing and then eventually um, finding out your own style?
1: Um, I think there's um, there's no like, you know, recipe because... Mm-hmm. Um, everybody everyone has his own journey you know but i don't have anything against copying artists the only thing i think if you really like copy consciously if you copy someone i think you should not like post it or sell it as your own stuff you know because you can easily offend the artist obviously (laughs) so if you really want to copy the artwork or to do an artwork like highly inspired by someone i would not recommend maybe like telling it's yours, like maybe you can tell I was inspired by the art, artist and this art, but mm-hmm. it's a good exercise. I think it's a really, really good exercise to, to, to see how the artist works. And then yeah. you can like, you know, you know, you can use these methods in the future. But I think uh, going your own way and starting from scratch and drawing and then figuring out your own style is a very good, option too I think making both maybe it's the best mm-hmm. thing to do because like I think as artists we we often see other artists work and unconsciously maybe we try to you know use the same like I don't know compositions or get inspired by the style um, and I think it's it's okay, like, yeah. there's nothing that was invented from zero, like, art means, like, everybody copies everybody, you know, it just means you need to copy in an intelligent way, I would say, uh, yeah, so, mm-hmm. like, you can copy from different artists, and make, like, a sort of, you know, your own thing, yeah. without really copying one person, maybe, I would say, that's just really good advice,
0: Anastasia, and thank you, thank you for sharing that, I think it's, <laughs> Yeah, it's a really good advice for someone who's starting and it's very confused as to what style they would like to use. for their. I think
1: you should not overthink the style. I think it's like, I I know style is a big thing in art community because everyone is, oh, I don't have a style yet. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big deal. You can also have a style and then you will become tired of your style and need to change your style. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not several artists have several styles. Like I have different styles. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not... like, you should not overthink this style thing. Just keep going and the style will find you, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very reassuring. Thanks, Thanks, Anastasia. Like what you hear so far? Make More Art, the podcast, is made possible by listeners like you. As Mitchell Design said, a great variety of artists represented in this podcast. A good one for listening in the car as I run errands. Ms. Coca from YouTube said, oh, wow, this was epic. I learned so much from this. Keep up the good work. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. We're nearing the episode, but I'd like to mention, speaking of style and learning from other artists, you will be teaching with us this coming October. Is it right? Yeah. Okay. We will it definitely yes. tell you when the exact date is, but you will be doing a live demo and a mini workshop. So do watch out for it. But what will you be demonstrating with us? For the live demo, um,
1: I chose mushrooms as mushrooms. subject because yeah. that's yeah mushrooms because that's um, I think it's my favorite subject and I know that in my community mushrooms like people always like mushrooms yes yeah <laughs> so I try I thought it would be fun to illustrate um, different kinds of mushrooms so maybe starting from something more basic yeah. And then going towards something more elaborated, something more complicated. And I think also that uh, mushrooms are really nice subjects to start with because um, it's like basic shapes, you know, to be able to illustrate something more difficult, you need to first uh, learn how to illustrate simple things. (laughs) So I think mushrooms are pretty good for, to starting out with, even for like, artists who don't have experience with mm-hmm. natural subjects and stuff like that. And I think na- natural subjects in general are very good to start with even if in the future you want to illustrate I don't know portraits, landscapes or human beings Mm-mm. any kind. I think even if you think that in the future you want to do something else it's it's a nice exercise if you start from from natural subjects. Nature. Yeah.
0: Thank in you nature, yeah. Anastasia. That those are something to look forward to especially to our listeners who are excited to see i've demo and of course her mini workshop so please do watch out for that the final question would be a mantra that you live by that influences how you create
1: like don't afraid of trying something new i think okay and uh, be consistent <laughs> yeah uh, being consistent is really important and um um i think having fun like have fun. This is probably the most important one because if you're consistent and if you're like, even if you're doing something you love, but you overwork yourself, you can just get burned out and you can just leave it all. So I think it's important to, to have rest and to you know, to ask yourself, like, am I having fun? Like, am I still having fun? And if the answer is no, like try to, to do something with that. <laughs> okay. Really good insights and wisdom. I think
0: having fun is something that when you're working on something, you're really passionate. Sometimes you, when you begin to focus, the joy of doing and having fun with it kind of push, is kind of pushed aside. And so to yeah. to your perspective and to, to what you just said, um, Getting enough rest and always finding the fun in what you do. Yeah. It definitely help. Exactly. And Anastasia, it's been a pleasure having you on Make More Art. I love your stories. Oh, me so. too. Just. I mean, just looking at the your Instagram and your hometown where you grew up, it's just magical. And even though you don't live there anymore, we, you get to share the the place with us through your art. what you create in your illustrations and your botanicals which are really really Mm -hmm. very detailed so beautiful which i'm sure people are so interested to watch you do that create um those specifically the mushroom on your live demo. So please do watch out for that. It's been a pleasure having you on the show and please take care of yourself. We'll get to see more of you as you paint with us here at Etcher. And thanks again for joining the Make More Art Podcast. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Jessie. Thank you for having
1: me. Take care. Thanks.
0: Bye. I had the best time chatting with Anastasia. Seeing her works and hearing her talk about her hometown transported me to her beloved forest. Art has indeed a way of doing that. Would you guys agree? What do you think about this episode? Are you into botanical illustrations too? Well, do share with us your comments and feedback through the blog post associated with this podcast at etcherlab.com slash Anastasia. Want to know what goes behind the scenes here at Etcher? We heard ya. We are lifting the curtain and giving you VIP access to do just that. Get to know who does what here at Etcher Lab. Joining me today for the Etcher team spotlight is Andre Fernandez. He is our content officer, and you probably have seen our videos on YouTube. He is the guy behind that. He is described as this is this is very interesting a botanical nerd with questionable spending habits. And Andre, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do within Etcher? Hi, guys.
2: So I'm Andre. Uh, I'm a content officer here in Etcher. And as Jessica said, I'm part of the people who make the podcast happen. So aside from that, I make um, some mini-workshop ads, uh, posters for the websites, um, some product ads, and mostly for content creation.
0: Is it something that you've always wanted to do, or is it did you study it back in college, or how did you end up doing content for Etcher?
2: So, I uh, I graduated from multimedia arts for, with a multimedia arts degree, oh, and from from then on, I've mostly been doing to graphic design and video editing, um, some animations here and there, Ooh. and I do everything under the sun, but. Not, not as complicated and in-depth as the regular specialist does so I found this job listing from my friend oh. and it fits all the criteria of what I wanted to do so that's how I became one of Edger's content officers so it was your friend who told it's you it's about- Justin and I hope he's gonna get interviewed soon because he's a really great person <laughs> he he introduced me to this job and i got in thank god and
0: yeah thanks it's interesting can you take me through what a typical day looks like for a content officer
2: so i wake up usually we have work monthly that we do for ads and um, I try to segment them from graphic design to video. I do the graphic design first to get me warmed up for the day because they're the, kind of the easier ones. And then to the heavy stuff, which is the video editing. I see. And some animations, if there's needed. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you, it's like you're spread out through different things. So yeah. Content. There are a lot of things under content. So given that, what would you say your most favorite part of content creation? Which aspect under content creation is your most favorite?
2: Under content creation, I think my favorite ones are the posters and the podcasts because <laughs> it's so inter- interesting. honestly, it's so interesting to listen to the podcast and I really f- even though uh, even though I don't have to edit much of it, I still watch through it because it's it's interesting and honestly, art is one of the things that I want to further myself with. And um, I grew up, you know, painting here and there. And ever, ever since I got into etcher, I got in depth with it, and I didn't have to try because I have to edit the podcast But yeah, that's the interesting part of my work, honestly.
0: That's really great to hear, Andre. I think that's. Really, the effect, the etcher effect, I would say, it allows yeah. us to make more art. So it really gets you into art. That's true. That's true. under etcher. Yeah. That's great, Andre, Thank you so much for joining me. I know it's just a few minutes, but you've been great. I love all the videos that you've been doing my pleasure. for the podcast and the content that you've been creating. So keep doing that, and I look forward to seeing. you so. oh, get started editing my. <laughs> Us as well, but it's been fun chatting with you, and I can see your plants behind you. So definitely a botanical nerd.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, how many?
2: I try do my you best have? to keep them alive. How
0: many plants mm-hmm. do you
2: have? By my last count, it was around ninety plus. I have some downstairs still at the garden area, but I feel like they ninety plus increased since then. Yeah, I've gotten a few plants wow. here and there, and I got I get more. By propagating them, so yeah.
0: Wow, and questionable spending habits.
2: I'd rather <laughs> <end>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
0: all <laughs> right now. Thanks, Andre, but, yeah. for being on Make More Art, and we'll see more of you through the videos that we have on edge. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Andre.
2: Thanks, Jesse. Have a nice day. You too. Bye. <laughs>
0: We would love to hear your thoughts. So please drop us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast or you can find us on YouTube at Etro Studio. And oh, hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next time. Until then, let's make more art.